The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome everyone to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. I'm your host, Tim Ash, and I'm continuing my conversations with thought leaders in online marketing today with Jillian Music. Uh, she has most of you probably know is the president and co-founder of SEO Moz, or as she's known on Twitter and around the web, SEO Mom. Uh, welcome, Jillian. Thanks. Welcome, Tim. Um, and I, I know that you're you're a pro at this, and you have your own show on Webmaster Radio uh, for entrepreneurial success. The name of it again is. It's CEO Coach, and yes, it was great to have you on my show as well. I hope folks will download that show and hear what you had to say about being an entrepreneur. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrific show, and it really gets at more of the kind of the underlying issues of um, what what the entrepreneurial journey is like, and not just the you know building a business or making money side. That's right. Uh, well, today though, we're going to focus on my favorite topic, and I'm sure you know what that is: conversion. Um, and one thing that, that we know is that there have been a lot of people that have uh, had fantastic success driving um, traffic through organic search engine marketing. But what I hear again and again and again, and what I want to kind of explore today, is that just because you get them to the site, most SEO efforts are uh, kind of counterproductive to conversion in, in many cases, or at least the way it's done by, by a lot of people. Can you talk about kind of some of the common problems that you see? Um, you know, when SEO traffic lands on a site? Yes. If you're uh, writing strictly for a search engine, you can write some very strange stuff. You can even create pages that look and feel very weird. Um, certainly search engines want to know what a page is about, so telling it that uh, a specific page, I don't know, is about red cars or red used Toyotas or whatever it is, it's fine, but keyword stuffing is still found in a lot of places around the web. It means that we talk about that used red Toyota in San Diego, you know, 18 times on the page. It's just foolish. It's bad stuff for the reader. Um, <laughs> calls, yeah, it, it's just, uh, but, you know, at least the search engine knows what the page is about, right? Not good. Not good stuff. And it's not necessary. That's the killer piece. The other thing is images and video and SEO for images and video is an already very large and growing uh, sector. So uh, if we let's explore that video because I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, basically most SEO stuff, and and of course the search engines are getting more sophisticated, is used to index text. So if you slap a video on the page, unless you put some descriptive tags of it or an image, they don't really know what that content's about. Is there still an opportunity to kind of uh, bend the rules and misrepresent what's in the videos or in the, in the images? <laughs> Hey, there's always a way to bend the rules, misrepresent, you know, scamming is not going to go away, and those guys are always the first ones to show up, but there are better ways. For example, with video, there are ways to actually uh, provide the entire text of the video 
in addition to the video itself. And I would say that's not just good for a search engine, but a search engine you could consider to be someone who is deaf. And if your site isn't accessible to someone who is deaf, that's not a good user experience. So you and I can watch this video all day long, but others should be able to read the text of the conversation that's in the video. That really is good stuff. And we do that, by the way, now at SEO Musk. Okay, well, well, let's let's talk about uh, a little bit about uh, this notion of of being deaf. Again, it's really because you're you're reading, so you can't experience any of the multimedia stuff, or or at least search engines aren't you know, that sophisticated yet. They can't, you know, we have face recognition for images. We have certain things we're trying to do, or face recognition in, in video. There's certain things we're beginning to do, but uh, they can't really tell what it's about yet. Well, they can only tell what it's about if you have a conversational video. So specifically, if we're talking about folks who have something to sell online, they're doing affiliate work or they have product work, they want to do a demo of their product, they want to discuss it, they want to whatever it is. So if we're talking about a video in which people are talking, you can actually transcribe the conversation. Okay? Okay. It can be done by humans, but it now can also be done with software. Okay, and so, but it, is that something that search engines are moving into, where they're actually you know, kind of indexing the contents of rich media like that? They're indexing the content of rich media. Um, helping them to do it is the transcription work. Certainly tags that identify what the video is about, so you put a video tag on it, like an image tag, and titling the uh, video appropriately helps as well. But the transcription is really the killer piece. Do that, and you will be in a lot better shape. And it's good okay. for your readers. Okay, and so and um, but you said that that can be done in an automated fashion. Now, how accurate is that? You know, automation. In other words, but, we're getting a lot of ask for people to, um, you know, they're saying, well, video is the next greatest thing for you know the best thing since sliced bread for conversion. Sure. So I'm going to put a video on my site, and uh, everybody's doing it. But then they're afraid of the SEO impact. We've had people go in the kind of direct response world to the extreme of saying my whole page is one video that starts auto playing when you get there right the whole okay i'd say that's not a good user experience and i think maybe you could speak to that better right and just a video on a page is not as good a user experience as a video and other things because i think we have one very short attention spans we tend to multitask so we'll kind of be paying attention to the video but it doesn't take up our whole attention and we would like to see more like how about a call to action and how much this thing costs and maybe i've heard enough already and i'm ready to move right one of the things video doesn't permit you to do if it forces you to listen to the whole thing is make a decision about when you have enough information to move along. So that can be a problem, I think. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I didn't mean to make this about video. We, back in the world of uh, mostly text, where we, where we still happen right. to live, um, you know, one of the things that uh, I've seen is that there's just too much text on a page. Everything we've seen from uh, Dr. Jakob Nielsen and other pioneers in conversions, basically in retention goes up, conversion goes up, everything is good with the world if our text is really, really short and compact and scannable. But that's good. not what yes. search engine spiders look at. So, uh, Can you talk about that kind of tension a sure. little bit? Sure, absolutely. Um, I would say a couple of things. One, yes, search engines do want a significant amount of information that assures the uh, this bot that this page is about a particular subject. On the other hand, we don't want to go on and on and on in paragraphs. So, as you said, people want to see things in bullets. They want it short and sweet. It isn't necessarily unreasonable to address kind of several different types of learners or decision makers, which means some of them need a lot more information than others. But I would agree, 
don't put in huge paragraphs of information. Use bullets. White space is your friend. Your page can go on for, you know, 20 feet down the road. It's what's above the fold and maybe the first scroll or so that almost everybody's going to read. But for the next, you know, 20% or even 10% of your readers and decision makers, it's not unreasonable to provide them that information way on down the road with calls to action appropriately along the way. So that, again, is a better way to balance this problem with how do I talk to a bot and how do I talk to a human? There are humans that think a little bit more like bots. Help them out. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's what do we call it? That long page conversion thing, or the short page, you know, landing page. I mean, we talk about that all the time. Which one works? Yeah. Depends yeah, well, on okay, who so, you are. Well, right. So, but we, we, you know, clearly, as, as we know from search results or from uh, from uh, scanning data, you know, most people won't scroll that far. I mean, unless you're specifically working in a long form mm-hmm. sales letter uh, format. You know, the, the percentage right. of people that will scroll is going up. We're getting used to scrolling. We have the auto scroll wheels on our mice now. Uh, so the latest data I have from Clicktail is about you know 20% of people will scroll down to the bottom of a page that's two or three screenfuls long. But still, right. that means 80% won't. So the, the above that's the fold right. area is is usually reserved for kind of graphical and intense things and calls to action. How do you marry that up with the need to have a lot of text on the page? Okay, well, that's what I say. I stick the text way down the bottom of the page. It is an 80-20 rule. You're right. Only about 20% will scroll down. I'm surprised it's that many. But think about it. You know, of all the folks who are scrolling down, that 20%, or maybe it's only 15 or 10, one of those is the bot. (laughs) Just give it the information it needs. Don't make it intrusive to the general reader. 80% of the folks will never see it. That's okay. But don't do subterfuge either. Don't give me videos about, you know, baked goldfish by, I don't know, Nabisco or whatever the heck makes some Pepperidge Farm or something, and then talk to me about cashew nuts. It's both food, but it wasn't the same thing even. Be real specific. If you're going to give the bot a lot of info and you got a video up top doing something else, make sure it's the same. Cool okay, things so, include putting mm-hmm, the info about a video behind a video. Right? For, what do you mean by that? Well, you can lay down the text that says this is what the video is about. Right? It can say, video about you know baked goldfish by Pepperidge Farm and all of that sort of thing. It isn't a complete transcription of what the video is, but you lay that down in text right behind the place where you place the video. Most people will never see it, but if somebody has loaded a page that says, don't show me images and video, they will see the text instead. That's the same reason why we put tags on images. You can load a page without images because you're just in a hurry or your machine can't do it for whatever reason. What kinds of things why you wouldn't want to load a video. Okay. Um, well, so if we were to – what I basically hear or you saying an is – so if you're – There's text behind it. This is a bot, someone who isn't seeing the video, what it's about. Okay, so if I'm looking at, uh, how would you say, you're basically saying if it's text-text, you can shove it down the page where not too many people are going to see it because it's not really easily consumable by people anyway. And at the top of the page, if you're going to use images, make them extra accessible by putting all of this kind of uh, meta information around them. Is that right? I'd say that's that's a short, short version and make sure that as you stick that text down on the bottom that it still is readable. Make sure you are addressing at least the 10% of the folks who were looking for that info. So again, we're talking about bullets, clarity, short sentences, short paragraphs. Okay, now I, one of the things, the techniques that I've seen recently is um, you know, uh, interstitials and pop-ups, and we're going to get 
back to talking about that after the break, and I'm going to find out more, Ms. Jillian Music, about your lazy origins. Uh, we are going to be back <laughs> after a word from our sponsors. This is LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka sound all the time? In my new book, ka How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com and I'll give you a kaching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K A C H I N G book.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost effective sales producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash. Uh, today, I'm continuing my conversation with Jillian Music from SEO Moz. And Jillian, uh, before the break, uh, I alluded to your lazy nature. Now, anyone that knows you knows that you're like a Tasmanian devil of activity. So, uh, But I understand that there is some laziness in your past. Tell us about oh, that. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm spending my life trying to live up to it. Turns out my grandfather on my father's side spent some time years ago looking up his family history. He was able to get back to some fellow in the Middle Ages in Germany who was a night watchman. We assume he fell asleep on the job because the name music, I don't know, spelling may have changed over the years, this and that, basically means the lazy or idle one. So I spend my life trying to live up to it. So far, no luck. But I was in Kauai for Wapau last week, and that was the first time I went to Hawaii at all, first time I'd been on the island of Kauai, of course, and I did a fair job hanging out in the hammock one afternoon, that was, that was good, it's a good start. <laughs> okay, well, you know, just little doses, work your way up to it, I mean, you wouldn't want to have right. like a whole day of leisure time or something, no. <laughs> What is it, fake it till you make it? 
Yeah. And um, in the meantime, I'll be seeing you at uh, SCS Chicago and SMX New York and all those places, too. I don't think you're too lazy either. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't been accused of that too often. Um, not not but, recently. <laughs> no. Uh, so so back to what we were talking about. You know, one of the things that um, oh, there are a lot of new kind of user interface design techniques that are appropriate for showing information. And, uh, again, it kind of goes back to is it even indexable by search engines? Or or not. So uh, one thing we like to do on a landing page is to essentially create a microsite out of it, and have navigation and other links. But all of that linked information comes up in so a light box popover windows or interstitials, as they're called, and then kind of goes away, and you're still on the page once you close it out. Um, do search engines have problems indexing that? And if so, do you, if you want a good user experience, can you just kind of hide it behind uh, pop-up links? Yeah. Um- I don't, I don't know whether pop-up windows are necessarily a, a good user experience, but pop-up um, uh, JavaScript things where, where they just kind of pop up in the window, as you say, and, uh, and go away again, those are really good experiences. You know, you, you kind of have something you're not quite sure about, and you say, what is this? And a little window pops up right there. It just kind of grows, tells you what it's about, and then it will go away. Those are difficult to index. So if it's information inside those little explanatory, you know, places, better to put that down as part of that information way down on the bottom of the page. Uh, you know, we talked about doing that kind of thing uh, where you add text if you absolutely need it because there's insufficient text on a page. But um, in terms of you were saying also interstitial pages where you move from a landing page or through something en route to another place, I would suggest that you don't have those indexed, that you uh, decide to make sure that that is not something you would be promoting as a landing page. It's not where you, somebody, you don't want somebody to fall in a page that's kind of this squeeze between page. You want them to fall in the beginning where you can make your uh, argument and then move them where they have to be. So make sure you understand which pages you're promoting in terms of search engine optimization. Okay, and then use various techniques like um, you know nofollow links and others, uh, robots.txt files, which is all geeky ways of saying we can tell the search engines which of our content we don't want them to look at. Is that, is that right? Yes, we can. Um, in terms of things like nofollows, I would counsel your folks, be aware of how many of those you use. Every time you put in a link, follow or no follow, it kind of bleeds a little of its what we call link juice. There's a certain amount of, think of it as a can of juice on your page, and that's what your page is worth. It could have six ounces or it could have 16 ounces, and that depends on how strong your page is. Um, and the strength of pages would be kind of a whole other conversation about SEO. So let's just say... Pages that rank really well have big glasses of juice. Pages that rank on page 3, 4, 10, and 11, you know, they have tiny glasses of juice and so on. You get the idea. Mm -hmm. Every time you put a link on a page that goes away from your page, you lose a little bit or you use a little bit of that link juice. So it's a so, leaky bucket. The more holes right. you have, the quicker it's and that's even if it Right, and it's even if it's no followed. That's the killer okay. piece to know. So be careful how many you decide to put there. 
Okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's good to know. Certainly another you know consideration. So, how you structure your pages, how many outbound links you have from a particular page. It's also called the uh, you know sculpting your page rank or sculpting the you know how, what gets attention on your site. It's a whole other art, and like you say, a whole other conversation. Um, yes. But for but for our purposes, uh, is does is keeping them on the page are these kind of JavaScript or AJAX links that pop up uh, additional information. And in overlay windows, are did those have an impact on on? Um... Well, here's here's the deal: they don't harm your SEO because uh, popping up will make no difference in going away and so on. But it is not um, easy to index those things; it, it can't be seen. They are seen as an image or as a kind of a little video. Think about okay. it; it kind of grows, it shows something, and it goes away. So think of it as a video; it won't be indexed. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. And sometimes that may actually come in handy. Um, that's if, correct. If you want, to, if you have your terms and conditions of your offer, and you want to pop up the legalese, you certainly wouldn't want that indexed. That's right. You want to decide what is it that I want to index, and what you want to index is the place that people will land. Everything else is largely irrelevant. There's no reason for you to be kind of forcing people to show up at your um, buying page before they've gotten the argument to buy. You don't really want that to show up, right? That's just where I'm going to physically put in my cash and, and my card and whatever, right? That's not a good page to have show up in a search engine. The good page is the landing page, the stuff you work on, Tim, where you say, this is where we make the argument. This is where we convince this, you know, people that this is a good deal and they should go off and do something. And by the okay. same token, that's where you stick your links. Go off and do something. <laughs> Okay, so basically, you know, you, you really want to keep them uh, focused on actionable stuff and, uh, you know, pay attention to those parts. And, and then specifically, you know, there are parts of your site that were never meant to be seen by, by humans unless it's in very, very particular circumstances. Um, all right, we're going to take a break. Uh, after, and after we come back from commercial message, I'm going to chat a little more about the notion of is there an inherent conflict between writing for spiders and writing for people uh, stay tuned we'll be back after these messages with more LPO landing page optimization more LPO landing page optimization in just a moment if you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set look for the Raven Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebAuthor.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content on top news sites like Yahoo News. Editors are available 24-7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR web release date, your website would have so much traffic, you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to prwebauthor.com for 25% off. 
PR Web, the premier online news release and content distribution service. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Please welcome your CEO coach. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management, and development. CEO Coach, Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Uh, this is Tim Ash, your host for LPO, Landing Page Optimization, uh, speaking today with Jillian Music from SEO Moz. And Jillian, w- before the break, uh, we had talked about, this. Uh, you know, is there a difference between search engine spiders and the kind of text they want to see and human beings? In other words, you know, Google's old uh, saw that they keep repeating over and over, well, it's just, just make good quality content and then it'll be perfect mm-hmm. for everybody, you know, but what is good quality content? And, and, you know, if I have a more direct response page, isn't that at odds with long-winded, good quality content? I mean, that's great if you're writing a blog, but we want to make money here. That's right. You do want to make money. Um, so I'd say start from the beginning here. Um, if you're writing for a spider, you want to clearly define what the page is about. So how does that really differ, though, if you're writing for a human being? You want to clearly define what a page is about. So I'd say we could kind of lop off a couple of things. What's the name of your URL? It should clearly define what your page is about and kind of give you an idea of where you are in the site, too. Let's make these very clear um, you know, page uh, titles and, and URLs, okay? Uh, you want to put a big title on your page. What should the biggest words be? Your headline should say, again, what is the page about? So those things are the easy stuff. The difficult stuff comes where you put in content, as you said, blocks of content. I would say avoid doing this right for search engines only stuff in which you put volumes and volumes of information on a single page just to convince a bot that this is really about the red Toyotas for sale in, in San Diego. Be done with that. In that way, when the search engines say right for people and all will be good, yeah, the right for people is the, the right part. All will be good doesn't necessarily follow. All will be good for search bots if you can identify things on your page, which means you make use of all the assets you have available, identifying your videos, transcribing videos so it's available to people who cannot hear the video, um, adding things like image tags, putting down clarity of navigation, not putting out too many links to a thousand other places. You don't want to do that anyway. You want to send them off just to buy. Keep it focused, people. Keep it simple. Those kinds of things help search engines to know, and then all will be well. But I'm telling you now, you don't have to put down that huge volumes of information uh, in order for a search bot to be able to organize and to rank your page well. 
Okay, but um, specifically, I want to focus in more on kind of the length and the style of writing. Now, what seems, you know, what the advice I get from many SEOs is, okay, you need 350 to 400 words of thematically correct text with the proper anchor links to go off to other pages on your site. Um, and it's basically in uh, paragraph form. And what I've seen is that that's basically a, a recipe for getting ignored on the web. I mean, nobody... Right. That's a recipe your- for disaster. Yes. It's a recipe for disaster, and I would say those folks are not necessarily charlatans, but I would also say that's yesterday's best guess. Uh, all along the way in, in history of human beings, right, our best wisdom of the day is not always the best wisdom that we get later. We have better wisdom now. Don't do it that way is number one. It's not really that good for the search engines. It turns out it was the best way we had before, but we can do better stuff. So, again, using all the tags is one, but here's another piece of it, and this is super exciting stuff. It's called LDA. We talked about this just a bit before the show, right? It's latent Dirichlet allocation. It's a process by which we understand the nature of a particular word we're talking about. Say you have the word dog and how every other word in the English language is related to that word dog, right? Cat is somewhat related, they're both animals, right? And the word canine is much closer related. So you can talk about a dog, you can talk about dog leashes and dog beds and this and that and so on. The question is, are you discussing in a rich context the subject that you're presenting to a human being? It is better writing, right? It's better for me to know something more than just the word dog, right? All kinds of stuff about it. And that is what we talk about when we talk about this LDA stuff. People can look it up. Just go to Google and say LDA, and you'll figure it out. So that kind of thing is better wisdom. Understand how to write rather than writing huge volumes. Okay, so basically what I hear you saying is if you really write on a theme and instead of, you know, keyword stuffing the same thing over and over, you describe it in various ways and, you know, it should be fairly natural writing style, then the the search engines are getting more sophisticated and they can pick up on the on the broader theme and see that that's related stuff being talked about on the page. Absolutely, and that's where bullets come in, and they work extremely well. If I'm talking about a dog, you want to give me three or four bullets, and you want me to buy that dog, you'll tell me it has a wonderful pedigree, that it has, uh, I don't know, something about its behavior, something about the beauty of its coat. You've given me a richer experience about the dog. Make sure that you write richly, and your content will be sufficient. So that's what we're seeing now. Um, There is nothing that's 100%. We learn more as time goes on. And remember, it's just a bunch of ones and zeros. It's extraordinary that it does what it does. Right. Um, Well, it's. uh, I think that's a... We've come full circle, and instead of the conflict between search engine spiders and people, we seem to have congruence. So what's good for conversion is good for SEO, if done right. You don't have to follow dated practices uh, from the past with uh, overstuffing keywords in the text and having long-winded text. Uh, You should follow good hygiene and make sure that all your multimedia stuff is accessible. Uh, And that's probably good tips for conversion and for getting a better and a user experience when someone comes to your page from SEO links. Uh, Jillian, I want to thank you. And if you could just tell our listeners uh, how they can get a hold of you or what SEO Moz is, is up to, mm-hmm. what shows you're going to be at in the in the near future. This will probably air sometime in the, towards the end of October. So That sounds great. Uh, SEO Moz will have a nice big splash over at uh, PubCon. We'll certainly be at SMX West and again at Advanced. 
in our own hometown in Seattle, Washington next June. Um, I will be at uh, places like SES uh, Chicago, but that's coming up very quickly. And uh, you can find us at www.seomaz.org. I suggest folks check out the blog and the Whiteboard Fridays. Those are videos. They're about three to five minutes uh, long. They're a great way to get your foot into SEO, and you can see how we manage to get those guys indexed. All right, fantastic. And I haven't really talked about uh, you know exactly what SEO Moz is, but it's a community for all things SEO, and you have lots of terrific free information that's accessible, and also have a subscription-based uh, pro version with uh, several thousand SEO practitioners are taking advantage of. So keep up the great work, and uh, we'll see you on the conference circuit. Thanks so much. I'm looking forward to it. My pleasure. This has been your host, Tim Ash, for LPO Landing Page Optimization. And tune in again next week for more thought-provoking conversation with conversion leaders. 